Welcome back to Ask a Monk. Next question comes from Bradko2x. Uh, dear Yutadamo, I started with Samatha meditation as I read a lot that you have to calm your mind before starting to practice Vipassana. What is your interpretation of differences between these two and about which should be first? Thank you. Okay, Samatha and Vipassana. For those of you who don't know, the word Samatha means tranquility. The word Vipassana means seeing clearly or insight. Um, when you talk about Samatha meditation as something separate from Vipassana meditation, you're taking the discussion into a post-canonical realm. Now, for those of you who are n not into Buddhist terminology, uh, or early, even early Buddhist terminology, um, it means you're taking it out of the realm of what the Buddha actually said and into the realm of interpretation. Now, I follow this interpretation, but only in the sense that it it helps to explain the the original words. So, I don't mind talking about this, but just so that you know that from the Buddha's point of view, it doesn't seem at all clear that one should separate the two at all. And so, in that sense, anyone saying that you should calm your mind before you practice vipassana is is on a little bit of shaky ground. Now you can do it that way and there's certainly indication that this is how people meditated even in the Buddha's time but what that means in a technical sense if you're following this this, di um, this dichotomy the, the, the dual, dualistic or I don't know the, the two kinds of meditation uh, one being samatha one being vipassana then the technique is to not just spend some time calming your mind, that's not what it means. And for those people who say, okay, practice calming your mind and then practice, it means entering into a trance, um, fixing and focusing your mind so that you can see one thing very clearly. And the only way you can do that is to pick a concept. And this is why I'm always talking about the differences between concepts and reality. Because in Vipassana practice, we focus on reality in tranquility meditation and there are these kinds of meditation all over the world you'll find them and this is a useful classification that's why I follow these teachings is because it's useful for us to say that's not vipassana meditation that meditation is not going to help you see clearly and we can say exactly why that is because what you're focusing on is something you've created in your mind it's not real it doesn't have any of the qualities of ultimate reality it's not the same as watching your stomach rise and fall why? Because when you watch your stomach rise and fall, it's changing all the time. It's unsatisfying. It helps you to see um, an objective um, reality. It helps you see things from an objective point of view. You're not creating this. You're not altering it. You're seeing it the way it is, and that's difficult. It's a lot easier to create something in your mind. Say you have a color here. Close your eyes, and in your third eye, you create a color, or you focus on the chakras, or whatever. You know, there's there's many kinds of meditation and so you focus on the color you say blue, blue, blue or red, red or white, white or, or whatever some people will focus on a light or, or, or you know many different kinds of, of meditation like this you create that and you focus your mind on it once you can um, fix your mind only on that object so you, you're thinking of nothing else and you're, you're just totally fixed on that object that's considered to be uh, an attainment of samatha meditation. You're actually, you've tranquilized your mind to a level of, of attainment. This is useful in many religious traditions, especially in India, 
um, to gain magical powers, to remember your past lives, to read people's minds, to see heaven and hell, to see the future, whatever. Lots of crazy things can happen. You can leave your body. These things are are talked about among meditators. Now, you believe it or not, try it for yourself. Uh, it's not what I teach, but it's certainly out there, and there are manuals on how to practice it. <clears throat> Once you've done that, if you want to then, if you want to take the samatha first vipassana later track, then what you do is you f you take that that focused state and you start to apply the principles that I talk about in my videos. So your mind is 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 very focused. You acknowledge that. You say to yourself, focused, focused. You feel happy. You acknowledge that happy. You feel calm. You acknowledge that calm, calm, calm. You you see the light or the color. You say to yourself, seeing, seeing, seeing. And what's going to happen is it's going to change from a stable, solid state to something that's changing. This helps you to see that even the most stable, um, you know, I mean, at that point, your mind is so refined that you can see things incredibly clearly. When you say to yourself, seeing, 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 you start to get it, and you realize that this is the nature of reality, that everything is changing, that nothing is satisfying, that, not, that things are not under your control, that they are not self, they are not soul, and so on. And so you are able to let go of them. You're able to see your attachments, and you're able to change the way you think about things. So because your mind is so clear from the the focused state once you apply vipassana meditation on that state um, it's said to be very easy to attain vipassana insight as opposed to someone who doesn't take the time to do that um, the differences are you, if you've been practicing the meditation I teach it can be more, more difficult um, difficult in the sense of um, painful you know, because your mind is not focused, so you're wandering all over, and you have to, you have to really, um, you have to be really strong to be able to take the pain in the body, the distractions in the mind, the emotions as they come up. Uh, but the result is the same, and of the two, we prefer this one that I teach because it's easier for um, people in your daily life to practice. It's it's a way to get started right away. And it certainly is clear that the Buddha didn't have preference for a, a, you know, an incredibly structured approach, except in cases where people were already uh, well-developed and practicing as monks in the forest. Um, it's pretty clear that in general he taught a more uh, dynamic meditation, where when you're walking, you know you're walking, when you're sitting, you know you're sitting, and so on. Um, but there, there are many, many different types of meditation that the Buddha taught, many different approaches, generally um, structured for the individual. So the Buddha could see, he was, he was a very special person who could see people's, um, their strengths and weaknesses and see what they needed to, to, to go further. And so he would give them meditation specific to their needs. Uh, and that causes a lot of disagreement over what actually the Buddha taught. But the most common teaching that the Buddha gave and, and, and by far the most core, the most uh, essential of the Buddha's teaching is a focus on reality, the, the, the physical and the mental. It's called the five aggregates if you know anything about that. And focusing and, and doing that by using the four foundations of mindfulness as, as we teach. The, the body, the feelings, the mind and the dhammas or, or the various groups of teaching that have to do with meditation. So um, your question as to whether um, what should be first, it's totally up to you. But if you're going to practice samatha first, in the sense that I explained it, um, 
you really need a good teacher to to lead you through it either that or or at, at worst get um, a, a, a manual that teaches it the best one that I know of is the Visuddhimagga which is probably the oldest as well um, the path of purification is the translation and it goes through all of those types of meditation and all of the fun magical powers that can come from it but uh, don't sue me if you go crazy following them on your own because I don't teach those things anyway it's just for for your edification um, the difference between the two is uh, quite I think quite profound one of them and, and you don't hear this a lot samatha meditation and vipassana meditation what is the difference so I think it should be clear based on what I've said Samatha meditation is for the purpose of calming the mind. Vipassana meditation is for the purpose of gaining insight. It doesn't mean that Vipassana meditation is not going to lead to tranquility. And in fact, if you practice the meditation according to the videos that I teach and in this method, as is taught elsewhere, um, you will find that your mind calms down. You'll find that you're much calmer, you're much stronger as as an individual, and your mind is, is, is clearer. Um, the point is, it's not called samatha meditation because that's not the goal. Whether you feel calm or not is not the most important part. The important part is that you gain insight. That's why it's given a special name of vipassana meditation. People say, what are you doing, you know, calling this vipassana and saying that's not vipassana, that's samatha. How can you separate them? We're separating them based on the goal. Samatha meditation, these meditations exist. There's no question about it that there are meditations out there that will not lead you to enlightenment. They can't because they're not focused on reality. They're creating an illusion in the mind. The only way that they could lead to enlightenment is, as I said, if you use that to gain insight, if you use that to then look at it in a way similar to, to how we do it here, um, as you would anything else. And because of the strength of mind, you can see it clearer than, than you would have otherwise. So it's kind of taking a shortcut, but having to do a lot of preparation, so not gaining anything, you know, except for these nice states of peace and calm and maybe some magical powers along the way um, which is which is probably best suited towards for someone living in the forest um, so which should be first totally up to you um, if you want to go that way I talked about that um, and if you want to start with with just Vipassana it's, it's um, very clear that this was the way the Buddha um, the, the Buddha gave this as the quickest way Someone, a monk came up to the Buddha and said, look, I'm, I'm old and I don't have um, a lot of time and I, I, you know, my memory is not good, I don't want to learn a lot, give me the basics of, of the path. And the Buddha said, um, clear your view, you know, get an understanding of what is the truth. And this is just an intellectual understanding. So you know, learn a little bit about what is suffering, what is the cause of suffering, what is the way out of suffering, and so on, you know, from, a, from a technical point of view. Um, and... and and purify your precepts, meaning purify your morality, meaning um, don't kill, you know, take the vows not to kill, not to steal, not to cheat, not to lie, not to take drugs and alcohol, you know, purify your conduct, make sure you're, you're, you're ethical and moral in your behavior, and then start practicing the four foundations of mindfulness. This is clear. There's no talk about first, you know, con you know focusing your mind, uh, entering into any state. You enter into these states naturally, and you enter into them based on reality. So even just focusing on the rising and falling, you can enter into a, a, a an absorbed state um, for the moment. 
that you're watching it. When you say stepping right, stepping left, and doing a walking meditation, you can enter into an absorbed state for that moment, and that allows you to see that reality clearly. So in that sense, you're practicing both at once. You're also tranquil, and you're also um, seeing clearly, which is the point. Okay, hope that helped. Thanks for the question. Keep practicing.